Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poole. My guest today is Jeff Mayo, and Jeff is running for Common Council in the Sixth Ward. So, Jeff, welcome to Focus on Albany. How are you? Thanks, Cynthia. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Now, when uh, when Richard Conte decided not to r- run for another term, is that when you decided that you were going to step up to the plate? Uh, I was I was exploring a run prior to Richard announcing that he would be retiring. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, Richard's my neighbor, and uh, and and I like Richard and his partner, Steve, but I figured that he wasn't going to run again because he had uh, resigned as president pro tem of the council, and he had resigned from the sixth ward committee, of which I'm the deputy ward leader. So I, I uh, let's say, uh, connected the dots and figured that he, he wasn't going to run for reelection after mm-hmm. 24 years on the council. And uh, decided before he formally announced that he was running, that I would run. But I waited until he made that announcement to make my own announcement. So who is the ward leader in in, uh, the sixth ward? The the ward leader in the sixth ward right now is Matt Peter. He's also uh, an Albany County legislator who lives in the sixth ward and whose district encompasses most of the sixth ward. I remember when Laura Castelli was board leader in that, that um, in the six. Do you know Laura? So I, I think I've spoken with Laura. I know she lives she lives just around the corner, and mm-hmm. I know I've communicated with her before uh, about getting onto the ward committee when she was ward leader, and I wasn't able to do so because mm-hmm. I didn't have any openings. But uh, no, I, I really don't know. I really don't know Laura Castelli. Okay. Okay, so you uh, you made the decision before Richard Conte stepped down. So when Richard Conte did step down, and you knew it was going to be an open seat, were you surprised? Was I surprised that Richard yeah. had was retiring? Yeah. No, no, I wasn't. Um, you know, like I mentioned, I, I I saw that I saw that he had resigned as president pro tem of the council, and he had resigned from the sixth ward committee, and all, all signs pointed to that he would be retiring. So, no, I was not surprised. So, have you been a resident of Albany for a while? Yes. Uh, so, I grew up I grew up in Latham in Albany County. Uh, okay. Graduated from, graduated from Shaker High School, uh, went to the University at Albany for college, and then went and moved away to the uh, to to attend law school at the University of Michigan for a few years. Uh, mm-hmm. But otherwise, yes, I, I've lived in Albany, the city of Albany, for about nine years, uh, and all nine of those years have been in the sixth ward. I rented for about two years on Large Street. And I have now owned my home on Chestnut Street for about seven years. Mm-hmm. When uh, back in the 
sixties and seventies and eighties. This sixth ward was quite a uh, hotbed for activism and radicalism. Do you remember those days? No, because I'm only 34. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I, I've certainly okay. heard the stories, especially from uh, from my neighbors who have been here a long time, and I love it. I mean, I love the history of of the ward. It's really it's really pretty incredible. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I haven't been born in 1986. I, I have no no personal dealings with that. So you 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 were born after. Erastus Corning had passed away. Wow. Um, right. <laughs> so, so what made you decide to run? Um, what, what was the reason? Sure. I, I I can't point to to any one reason, but I've I've always been very involved in in my community. Uh, I I worked for several years in homeless services. Uh, working directly on the streets of Albany with homeless people. I did that for about five years. Um, I've been on the the ward committee and uh, a Democratic committee person for over a decade. Um, I've been on the board of United Tenants of Albany, the board of directors there. Um, and I, I really, I take every opportunity that I can to be involved in my community. And uh, really, I see... I see this run for for common council as an extension of the work that I've already done uh, and will continue to do whether I win or lose. Um, I've, I love the sixth ward uh, and I've lived here for, for close to a decade. Uh, Bought my house here have settled down here uh, and I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I love my, love my neighborhood. I love the walkability of Lark street. I love the historic character of the neighborhoods. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it would be a real pleasure to be able to serve the people of the sixth ward. Now is Block street part of your district? Yes, it is. Uh, from, from Washington Ave South. So if you, if you become elected, what changes, if any, would you make to Lark Street? Because, you know, Lark Street is just a great little, great little community. Absolutely. Um, I think it's, I think it's the best street in Albany, if, if, if you ask me, but I'm biased. Um, I, I, there are a number of things I think I'd like to, to see happen with Lark Street. Um, I think that there are some, and, and there's a study that's that's going on right now in uh, with Washington Park and the surrounding neighborhoods to study traffic calming measures and increasing pedestrian access and walkability along Lark Street and the the surrounding neighborhoods in Washington Park. So mm-hmm. that's something I want to I want to watch closely and make sure that the city uh, implements whatever changes come uh, recommended out of out of that study as long as they're they're favorable to pedestrian access. Um, we we have a number of quality of life issues that affect us along Lark Street. I live two doors down from Lark Street on Chestnut, and I I hear the noise. I I you know experience whatever is going on on Lark Street. I, I experience in my own house. So uh, 
last summer especially, the neighborhood was more or less terrorized by uh, motorcycles and illegal off-road vehicles, dirt bikes, um, and just whole packs of, uh, I'm talking dozens, up to up to 100 at times, of people uh, driving through the neighborhood recklessly, not up on the sidewalk, not, you know, without any regard for, for pedestrians or the surrounding neighborhoods. And I want to see increased enforcement from the Albany Police Department of, uh, of that issue in particular, because it, it really, I think, has tipped the scales for a lot of people who have lived here a long time. I've seen a lot of people uh, up and move because they just can't, they can't handle the noise anymore. Um, and I, I don't want to see that happen in, in, in the neighborhood. It, uh, it, it always breaks my heart when someone who's lived here for a long time decides that whatever it is, um, whatever kind of, of inconvenience or drawback of our, our urban neighborhood forces them essentially to leave because they, they just can't take it anymore. Um, and right now, of course, the, the market for houses is good and, and people sell their houses very quickly. But uh, I, I, I really do want to see us um, maintain some more stability in, in the neighborhood. And I think that starts with making sure that large street is under control and that it's, it's not diminishing quality of life for the residents. Do you enjoy Logfest? No, not at all. <laughs> you don't? Not, not at all. Um, so, well, for one thing, uh, and I've been open with it about this during my campaign, um, I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've been sober for about 10 years. And mm-hmm. Logfest, by and large, is an opportunity for people to drink. Um, and that's fine have fun, you know, just because I can't doesn't mean that other people shouldn't be able to have a good time. Uh, But um, it's, you know, mostly I I try to get out of town for Larkfest. I, uh, I usually go to a bluegrass festival that weekend, actually um, out in, out in Massachusetts. Uh, So yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a lot. Um, And I think, uh, I think a lot of folks feel the same way. We, we, we just hope that we can get through the, uh, we can get through the festival without anything horrible happening uh, in the neighborhood. And we're all pretty relieved when it's all, all packed up and gone. Mm. So, um, well, how do you feel about lights in the park? Would you like to see that move? Yes, I, I certainly would. Um, I, I want, I, I, whether it's moved or whether it's uh, just the, the point is it shouldn't exist in Washington park anymore. Uh, I think it's outgrown that space. Um, over this past year, we saw just horrific traffic gridlock in the neighborhood and the streets around the park, uh, emergency vehicles, unable to navigate and get to the hospitals um, and the, the uh, environmental effects on the park because it's such a car centric event with the, the exhaust of a bunch of idling vehicles. And uh, it's not to mention that we here in the neighborhood who live here in part because of, of the access to beautiful Washington park uh, are essentially cut off for somewhere around a third of the year 
from being able to access the park because the lights, uh, lights in the park have essentially monopolized the space. And ultimately, I think it raises a larger issue about the appropriateness of having one organization monopolize uh, a, a public park, which theoretically is supposed to be open to everybody. Where would you like to see it in the future? I don't care, as long as it's not in Washington Park. Really? Wow. Well, has there been any has there been any talk of it being uh, located in other parts of the city that you're aware of? I, I mean, I've I've heard rumors, I've heard ideas kicked around. I don't think at this point in time there are any firm plans for an an alternate location. I know that the mayor has been public about wanting to get it out of Washington Park, uh, and as far as as in a, another appropriate venue. I think that's going to be up to the city and PAL to try to work out. Um, you know, I, I've, I've heard, like I said, these are just rumors, ideas kicked around. I've heard uh, up on the state office campus, someone threw that out uh, along the Corning Preserve. Some people say, you know, send it out to the suburbs. That, that, you know, let, let's put it in the crossings where they can handle some more traffic than we can in our neighborhood. But, again, I don't think these are um, – you know, there's anything firm in the pipeline at this point in time. So do you think it'll be resolved by uh, the holiday season next winter? I certainly hope so, Cynthia. We'll we'll have to see. Okay. So what other issues as a common council, a potential common council uh, member, are you concerned about? So for me, housing is is a big issue, and I know that that encompasses a lot. Housing, uh, you know, the, the issues that I'm concerned with here in the 6th Ward and in the city at large are uh, affordable housing, uh, better code enforcement, uh, expanding uh, homeowner access for, for lower-income individuals, um, maintaining the historic quality of the sixth ward neighborhoods, um, uh, dealing with our blighted and abandoned housing stock, and helping older people to age in place in the community. Um, so those are, are all issues that are really near and dear to me, having worked in, in homeless services and eviction prevention, mental health. Uh, these are these are all, and, and owning a, a historic home in the sixth ward, um, these are all issues that are, are very personal for me and that I would, I would like to see the city tackle. And I believe that uh, I'd be well equipped to handle those issues as a common council person, given, given my experience. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about the, the increased, uh, increasing gun violence in the city of Albany, what would you do to to curb that and to alleviate that problem? This year especially, the city of Albany was was rocked by gun violence, and Albany is not unique in that. I think with, um, with the pandemic, 
uh, across the United States, many cities saw an uptick, at times a significant uptick in gun violence. Um, mm-hmm. I, and, and I think we've also seen over the winter months, that's gone down quite a bit. Um, and I, I think that Mayor Sheehan deserves uh, a lot of credit for her work in this area. Um, she brought, before this past summer, she, her administration had brought gun violence down to historic lows in the city of Albany. Uh, and then with the pandemic, I think that uh, there were a lot of factors that, that spiraled out of control and, uh, and caused a lot of gun violence here in the city. Um, in order to, to combat that, I would, I would like to see some, uh, uh, some more resources devoted to, to community policing, uh, the, the ability of um, police officers to, to actually build relationships with people in the city, I think could be, could be valuable in terms of uh, curbing, not only curbing gun violence, but then solving it when it happens. Uh, and I also think continued cooperation with, with more specialized units like within the, the state police or, uh, or the FBI could be could be helpful in terms of, of curbing that violence also. So um, you mentioned the phrase historic quality before. Do you, do, how do you feel about the historic nature of Albany? Do you think it's being taken care of properly? What would you like to see different uh, that's not being done right now? Because we have a rich history going back centuries in Albany, and mm-hmm. I, I think we could do better. What do you think? I agree completely, Cynthia. Uh, I'm a I'm a member of the Historic Albany Foundation, and I was a history major in college. Um, I I love history, and we have such a rich local history here in Albany. Like you said, going back to the 1600s, uh, I think that our our history could uh, could generate tourism it could gener- it could be a, a real source of revenue for the city if we if we are mm-hmm. able to play it up and if we are able to present it to people in a, a more organized fashion um, i think that uh, beyond that in terms of there are a lot of uh, demolitions of of properties in the city and the council recently passed some legislation which which Rich Conti had sponsored to um, try to curb these demolitions, especially in historic districts. And I think one thing that I would like to see happen is for uh, code enforcement in the city to get more resources. That's something that I'm, I'm campaigning on is that I, I believe our code enforcement department should, should be given more resources so that it can be more proactive in terms of dealing with blighted properties, because what we're seeing is a reactive approach and where wherein uh, uh, properties get to the point where they're basically to the point of no return, and then they have to be demolished. I think if we can take a more proactive approach and stabilize a lot of these properties before they get to that point, the city would be better off because every time we lose one of those buildings, we lose part of our history. And, and that's sad because we we do have a rich history, and unfortunately. I don't think people uh, is mindful of history. What do you think? I, I agree. Uh, I, I think that 
most that most people uh, most people don't know that much about Albany's history. But we've been here a long time. I mean, we are an old old city, and we have a rich history here. And I think the more we can do to to advertise that and to build upon that history, it will instill a sense of civic pride. It will increase tourism. Uh, and it will it will be to the benefit of the city, its residents, and, and the region. Um, I, I I feel very strongly about about being able to to play that up, and and really drawing upon our history as a resource for our community. Uh, we we have uh, our government in this city of Albany. We have the mayor. We have the common council, but then we have state legislature. And we have the governor. The the troubles that the governor finds himself in right now, do you think that distracts from the beauty of the city of Albany? Uh, of course. And uh, unfortunately, and I've learned this from uh, traveling to other parts of the state and having friends in other parts of the state, uh, unfortunately, Albany becomes synonymous with political corruption and dirty politics and Albany is is much more than uh, the the most nefarious parts of our state government um, I, I do think that un, unfortunately Albany gets unfairly tagged uh, with this sort of reputation and the, uh, the the Sheen administration I think has done quite a bit of bringing us out of those dark ages and and into a more modern uh, and, and and more um, a government that's that's more accessible and open to people. Um, yeah, I I think that, like I said, Governor Cuomo's issues are just the latest example of of this problem in our state government manifesting itself in staining Albany's reputation as a city. Do you think whatever happens to Governor Cuomo will have a, a lasting effect on not only Albany, but on the state government? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously Cuomo's been there for three terms. Uh, mm-hmm. His, his style of, of governing and the legislation that has been passed tenure as governor We'll continue to feel those those effects going forward, regardless. Whether or not it's going to have any kind of a significant cultural change within our state government, I'm somewhat doubtful. The, the, the state government is a whole lot bigger than just one person who's at the head uh, of of the state government. Uh, and optimistically, I I certainly hope that uh, we can we can recover from this and move on. Um, unfortunately, we don't have to look, look too far back to see, uh, you know, a, a much worse, I don't know. I won't say much worse, but a, 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 uh, a, another governor who ran into trouble and we seem to have moved on from that. So I'm confident mm-hmm. we can do it again. So is this your first run for political office? It is Cynthia. Are you having fun? <laughs> so I uh, I really enjoy um, meeting my neighbors 
and hearing from them what issues they think the city faces and how they believe that they can be addressed. And in the sixth ward, there are just such a, uh, there's such a tremendous amount of, of really talented, intelligent people who are passionate about the city. And I am having a good time going door to door or meeting with people by zoom and just getting to know people and hear from people that said, there's of course a, a, you know, a fair amount of crap that's involved in, in a political campaign. And I can certainly do without a lot of that, but by and large, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm, I'm trying to not take myself too seriously and really just learn, learn from people because what I'm finding is that everybody, everybody wants to tell me something. Everybody wants to teach me something. And I'm just trying to soak it all in. Has the, has the pandemic changed the way you might run your campaign? Uh, did you decide to run before the pandemic? No, I, I decided to run after the pandemic had started. Okay. And Yes, it, it has it has affected by necessity how I've, I've campaigned. I, um, you know, for the last four or five months, haven't been able to meet with people in person, really. So I've been doing the best I can to reach out to people in other ways and try to connect with them either by phone or by social media or by Zoom, uh, you know, the various the various ways that we've all had to adapt to the pandemic, uh, my campaign has certainly not been immune from those. So we have just a little time left. If, if somebody wants to know more about you, become involved in your campaign, how can they do so? I would direct people to my website, which is mayoforalbany.com. On there, there's uh, my contact information, more about me and my candidacy and my platform, and there's a, a link to sign up and a link to donate also. So that is, uh, that's where I would start if, if someone would like to learn more or get involved with my campaign. I would certainly appreciate it. And the primary is when? June 22nd. So, you know, people are out getting signatures now. Do you you think it's a hardship that they change the time in which people can get signatures? Yes and no. Um, as part of the, the changes to petitioning due to COVID, we, we have to get fewer signatures as candidates, but... Mm -hmm. We also have a shortened time frame in which to get those signatures. Uh, right. Overall, overall, I, I I can't say that it has uh, it has affected. It, I don't think it's posed any hardship on me really. I, I haven't had any trouble getting the number of signatures that I need to get on the ballot. Terrific. So you have been listening to Jeff Mayo. Jeff is running for Common Council in the sixth. District of Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Jeff, thanks and good luck in your campaign. 
And thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you, Cynthia.